The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh. Man, I hope we are here for you today. I hope that what we're going to talk about is an encouragement to you and that you love our guest because a lot of moms do. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we encourage moms. We focus on your incredible value, even when the world forgets how valuable mothers are that they're raising that next generation. All right, question. Do you ever feel alone in your mothering? Or maybe you feel less than or lost or like you just don't measure up or maybe your kids don't measure up. Well, don't you worry. We've got some help in the house today. Uber popular podcaster. And I'm going to try to say this last name right. Heather MacFadyen. <laughs> that sounds so weird. MacFadyen. She is with us. She's got a podcast called Don't Mom Alone. It's a super popular podcast. And she's also got a book named after it. Uh, yeah, there's our music. Cutting me off. Heather's going to join us. She'll tell you there's no good mom formula. She's going to help you out. Uh, good stuff coming up all about not momming alone so stay tuned for channel mom we'll be back in one minute are you in need of some girl time or maybe a mother-daughter date we've got just the place for you enjoy an afternoon of respite and refreshments with an authentic english tea Lynn's Tea Shop and Cafe serves a delightful afternoon tea or a delicious breakfast or lunch in their cafe, all at affordable prices. Offering special teas like the chocolate fountain tea or princess tea, there's something for everyone at Lynn's Tea Shop and Cafe in Littleton. For a 10% discount, use the code CHANNELMOM. Visit lynnstea.com. That's lynnstea.com. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. All right. Let's start the show, shall we? Hey, remember our friends at LinsTea.com, LinsTea.com. Uh, check them out. You can get a discount. You can go in for a wonderful English tea, incredible food. Um, I told you, I've lived in England twice, and it's a very authentic English tea. And you get a discount. Just go to lindstea.com, mention Channel Mom. They'll give you a discount. I do want to welcome our friends from around the country. We're so grateful that you listen to us. Uh, all of our friends in Oklahoma, Texas, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Kansas, Colorado Springs, 
Uh, also, uh, where else are we? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Idaho. Uh, and then, of course, right here in Denver. We're so grateful that you guys join us as well. Okay. So I'm really excited about this guest, partly because she is more popular than I am. <laughs> she has over 14 million downloads of her podcast. She started uh, just kind of writing, and then she created this podcast called God-Centered Mom, and then she rebranded to Don't Mom Alone, and now she's got a book called Don't Mom Alone. By the way, the subtitle of that book is Growing the Relationships You Need to Be the Mom You Want to Be. So she's going to help us with a whole bunch of things. And we're going to kind of go off script today. Heather and I have agreed on this just to talk about what moms are dealing with right now and and the insecurities you might be struggling with and the insecurities of your children because we're in a really weird time. So I, I hope that Heather can bless you today with the advice that she has in Don't Mom Alone, but also beyond that. Uh, so welcome to Channel Mom, Heather. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Uh, yes, what you're very... show. Uh, thank- <laughs> Thank you for saying that. And I didn't even ask you to say that. So thank you for saying that. Um, So here's the deal, guys. She is the mother of four boys, but she also ministers to other mothers in the process of being a mother herself. And partly because she thinks that uh, she knows that moms often can feel like they're not measuring up and that they're inadequate and um, they need support. So that's one reason she entitled her podcast, Don't Mom Alone, and the book, Don't Mom Alone. And and I'm going to start with a, a, a little bit of a reminder to every mom out there that as ladies, we need to be supporting each other and cheering each other on, and it'll make our motherhood better. better. So here we go, a little cheering. You know what? That's what we should all be doing. Thank you, Michael, for that sound. Right? I mean, shouldn't we all be like standing in the hallways and at PTA meetings or at homeschool meetings or whatever it is and cheering each other on? Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of reasons we don't, though. I think that it's those reasons that I'm hoping to undo in some of the first part of this book. Yeah. Uh, belief, belief we have that there is an exact formula that will create amazing adults and it's in thinking that if someone else does it differently, that they must be wrong and we're right, or it becomes this competition of whose formula is better. And I've seen a lot of different mom approaches, and I've seen some do things completely opposite and then turn out the same type of kid. Yeah. Issues with adult children, I mean, you have no guaranteed route to a fully functioning adult. I haven't seen I haven't seen one yet. No, and, we have this pressure to yeah. get it all right yeah. all the time. And I, I love that you're helping moms know they're important. A lot of the moms I'm ministering to know that, but they feel like they're everything, that it's all up to them. And oh. I'm trying to help them remember that they're important, but they're not essential. That God is the only essential one. A- Amen. Know? And, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on that. Um, so if I forget... Because I'm okay. getting I'm getting older. Yeah. I want to come back to that point <laughs> about how we got to find that balance between yeah. knowing that we're yeah. important, but not thinking that we're everything as a mom or that motherhood is everything or that our kids are everything. So I want to get back to that. But I first want to mention okay. something that I found really cool about your book. And perhaps nobody else has asked you about this. Um, okay. Your dedication is to your dad who yeah. you've lost. But the interesting thing about your dedication is that it sounds to me like he cheered you on in your motherhood and honored the fact that you were raising your boys to be men someday 
And he recognized the importance of that when so much of the world, and frankly, a lot of men, overlook the importance of what a mom is doing. And, and moms can feel lost and forgotten and overlooked or even judged. But your papa sounds like he was very supportive of what you did as a mom, true? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great man. He uh, actually was very involved politically, ran mm-hmm. for office a lot. He he uh, discipled John uh, Mike Pence, actually, my dad's John. Um. But he discipled Mike Pence, and he um, he really felt like, as believers, we have a role in the shaping of the future and the world. And so every time I would leave the stenographer and I'd find out I'm having another boy, <laughs> I would call my parents. And I remember by the third one, I think I was in tears. And, you know, because the first one, it's fun. My husband has all sisters. His dad had all sisters. It's like the whole McFadden name is dependent on me. Yeah. But then by the second, it's like, oh, brothers, that's fun. Third, it's like, okay, all right, <laughs> enough already. And it's just like fetal position for me by the fourth. And so he would just remind me of that, that the world needs more godly men. And it, it gave purpose. It gave purpose to how I spent my days and how I spent my time. And godly, I'm finding, doesn't mean that that my boys had to be perfect, but it was me every day inviting them into relationship and connecting and showing them love and care and grace and gospel every moment that we meet each other at the foot of the cross instead of me expecting them to be perfect because I'm raising quote-unquote godly men, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a good reminder. And I'm glad and I'm glad you're willing to be honest about the fact that you're imperfect and your boys are imperfect. You 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 open the book basically with talking about isolating ideas that moms have. And I think maybe even more isolating than ever before because we're in such a divisive time, you know, depending on how you feel about COVID, depending on how you feel a response to COVID, depending on how you feel about vaccinations, depending on how you feel about politics and and who's right and who's wrong. We're in a super divisive time. And so I yeah. love that you're saying, let's look at the the ideas that isolate moms and make us feel like we don't measure up and make us feel like we're, we're failing with our children or we judge another mom to be, you know, in the wrong. But then you say, okay, let's take these isolating ideas. Let's look at them. Let's call them what they are. And then let's go to some connecting truths so we can connect as moms and help each other as moms. So I want you to talk about first some of the isolating ideas and the things that isolate us as moms and feel, make us feel insecure. Like we're not doing it right. Like our kids aren't doing it right. What are those? Yeah, I think, you know, with your example of just where we are right now, it's, it, it mirrors the whole motherhood journey, right? Like nobody really knows. And so we're all guessing. <laughs> so yeah. We isolate in this insecurity and this feeling like it's up to us. And so there's a humility in both how we navigate these times and a humility in how we approach motherhood that I'm doing the best I can, but ultimately I don't know. And I don't know if my failures or my child's failures are exactly what they need in the path and the plan that God already established for them. And so holding all that loosely helps me not feel like I have to hide those failings or separate myself from other people because I can't let them know where I'm scared or where I'm not measuring up. Instead, I can present those and walk alongside others in community. And I've found the other people can fill in gaps for me. They can point me back to truth. They can see my kids with fresh eyes and it's it's a much beautifuler beautifuler that's not a thing that's all right a it's much okay. more beautiful you go for that way 
yeah, yeah, I'm making up words. It's fine. <laughs> to live out this journey because it's such, like, you know, it's a blip in our whole timeline. Yeah. It's an important stage, yeah. but it's a blip. And we're leaving legacy, but if we do it in a way where, you know, it's so different from so many generations before us that we always talk about the village and we always talk about how kids were raised and there's so much attention on kids now that there wasn't before. Yeah. And I think some of that is this like, Oh, you got to sign them up for soccer. or They're never going to get a scholarship or you've got to do private school or you have to homeschool or you have to have to have to, it's like, Oh my goodness. Whoa. Tap the brakes. You know, let's, let's release a lot of those ideas of formula and let's even release the ideas that we have to hide. And instead invite each other in and be real and authentic and what's hard. And I bet you a mom would much rather you identify with her challenge than you give her insight on what she could do better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've, I've found that to be a lot more refreshing. Well, I say, Oh yeah, me too. I've had that happen with my kids. And even as, yeah, right. And even, even as I've graduated to older mom, which is frankly something I never wanted to do. Like I sobbed and clung to my daughter as she went off to college and not as much with my son, (laughs) not because I don't love him as much, but because boys like grow up and are like, yeah, they just behave differently. And you and I've talked about that. Um, but, but yes, I, I think that what you said happens, happens. And that the best way to come alongside somebody else and say, let me give you some insights and as me now in the mentor mom role is to say, let me tell you how I struggled and now I can give you a little insight, but, but it's not a perfect mom formula. And I love that you admit that, that there is no good mom formula. So I hope that every mom can just stop right now and take that breath and say, oh, there's no good mom formula. Like we're all, you know, flawed and, and we don't have the perfect mom formula and the woman, the mother-in-law that I admire or the woman at church I admire or the woman down the street, she doesn't have it perfectly right. Like how can you absolve women who feel like she, they have to have the best mom formula? I encourage a mom in the book to take notice of the areas where they feel like they're falling short and instead shift the perspective to say, what's your heart's intention for your child? Yeah. And to recognize that God, it's, it's a quote from Tozer, that he winks at weaknesses and he sees our heart's intentions over and over and over in the Bible. You know, humans falling short yeah. of perfection, but it's the ones who, whose heart's desire is to honor God, but they're still human. You know, yeah. David, a man after God's own heart, I mean, made some mistakes, but he's still... His heart's desire was to honor God. And so I think take note of those specific areas with your kids that you're feeling like you're falling short and what's my desire? And, oh, good, that's that's amazing. I'm doing a great job, but I want that for my kids. Yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, the, the, the question I want to get to has to do with how do we strike that balance between the importance of motherhood, but also how we don't have to be everything and that we have to lean into God. But I do want to make sure, because you mentioned it in the preface uh, about the foremost common parenting challenge that pa- parenting challenges that moms face. Is that a thing you're willing to talk about? Can, can we talk about that in a minute? 
Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, then. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. But but first let's 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 tackle this question because as my kids have gone off to college and as I come home to an empty home <laughs> and cry and say, okay, what's my purpose now? <laughs> I mean, obviously my yeah. husband is very important to me and and God has called me to serve him and and to serve other mothers. So goodness sakes, I mean, I need to let go of some of that stuff I was doing when my kids were ten and fourteen. You know. Um. But the thing that I've realized as I've I've let my daughter go is that. We have to strike this balance, Heather, and I want you to address this. How do we know that we're important? And I've been telling moms for 18 years now how important they are and that the world overlooks it and that they're raising the next generation and that they're important and their kids are important and, and who cares what the politicians and the celebrities are saying because you're way more important what you're doing to raise the next generation. But then I thought, mm, as I've let my daughter go, I realize the ways in which I've also kind of idled or idol worshipped motherhood and idolized yeah. my children. And, and, and we often do that when you see parents drag out lawn chairs and spend nine hours a weekend watching their children do this or that instead of, you know, going to do things like to save the world. You know, they're just watching their kids play whatever sport. I, I want to know how we strike that balance so that we know that motherhood is important and we know that raising our children is important, but that we don't kind of turn it into an idol and we don't turn our kids into idols. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a cultural thing for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this idolatry, I think, even in the church. I know friends of mine that are single it can become this: you got to be married, you got to have kids. That's where your worth and value comes from. And I think we know that it's important, like you said, because we can see over and over again. I mean, Christ was birthed so that we could have salvation by His mom. Yeah, she, right. You know, Mary was important. Yeah, right. But she wasn't essential to all that he became. And, you know, I'm sure she made mistakes, but I think of uh, this message for me is super helpful for the mom whose child is walking through a challenge, whether it's a teen son or daughter with a drug addiction or a teen pregnancy for a girl. I mean, we often hold those up as like, oh my gosh, what happened? Right? Yeah. And it's like, how how about, because both of those exist in my family, um, dynamic of, of uh, extended family. And I've seen how God's used both of them. I've seen how those aren't outside of his ability to redeem and restore and do something amazing. And so if we release, you know, this pressure that it's all up to us and we're so important that we can't make a mistake and we invite God into it. And we also recognize, Hey, Maybe it'd be pretty great if I embraced how God wired me as a mom and invited my kids into that. So there was a mom I remember interviewing September. She loved uh, going to nursing homes. Like that's just something that brought her a lot of joy. Yeah. And so she brought her kids along. Amen. They're going to go to the nursing home. Yeah. There, she, she loved singing. So they would sing songs. Well, wouldn't you know that her son now as an adult is a worship leader. Yeah, we don't know if we if we make it all about our kids and like them being the center, which isn't exactly your question, but um, kind of a tangent to it is if, if we're all of our focus is on our kids and giving them everything they need and want to be happy because we're important, but we neglect ourselves in that equation, they don't have anything to stand on, you know, yeah. our feelings, their floor. So my parents' interests, how they use their gifts to you know, offer the world really inspired and encouraged me to do the same. My dad wrote books. 
My mom went and spoke at women's group. She discipled people at our kitchen table. It wasn't a foreign idea to me for women to teach God's word, to study God's word, to, you know, serve those who needed meals or for my dad, you know, seeing him write books. Like this concept is because I saw my parents do it. Yeah. And because what if they hadn't done those things because they needed to spend all their time doing stuff for me? Right. Focus. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course I do. Because it may, they'll turn you into a navel gazer. Like it's all, it's all about you yes. all the time and you're the center of the universe. Uh, so let's get. And what you're actually doing is robbing them of their future, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. You think it's all about them because you're so important and you're helping craft them. But in fact, by not giving them a piece of yourself and your gifting and how you're using your gifts into the world, you're actually kind of stealing from them of all that they could be. And, and I want to thank you because you've just inspired me to. Remember that my daughter is watching from college. Yes. Am, am I going to yes. fall apart and say, you were it for me? My life's over because now you're off <laughs> of college. Or is she going to say, mom, you're building your ministry and, and look at all these people you're ministering to and, and look you know, what you and dad have become in your marriage and, and things like that. And, and again, we're not going to be perfect. But I, I thank you because I, I, it's given me a, a, um, a motivation to recommit myself to what I'm doing as an example for my kids. So that's good stuff. All right. This show always goes fast. Well, and, got, and I will, oh uh, yeah, go we, we've got like three or four minutes left. So why don't okay. you touch All on right. a couple of those challenges? And then I want you just to leave moms with your encouragement or your admonition, whatever it is from your book. Don't mom alone. What you want them to take away in that, hey, girls, it's going to be much better for you if your child is wayward right now or you've got an addiction issue or whatever it is that you're burdened with right now, if you're not doing it alone, so don't be afraid. But why don't you mention a couple of the challenges and then kind of your final message you want to leave with moms? Yeah, I share, you know, the very end of the book is a lot of challenges moms come to me with, whether it's their own anger issues, which I share very vulnerably about uh, my own anger issues, which were really rooted in fear. Yeah. Um, if that's you, if you really have isolated yourself because you, you're angry with your kids and what if you're out in public and then everybody sees you yell because that's the scarlet letter, right? A mm-hmm. mother is mm-hmm. yelling and then just shame over that. And I just want to encourage moms that anger is not a problem. It's one of the emotions God gave you and it's a red flag that something's wrong. It's, the problem is when we try to solve the issue with anger. Okay. So how can we respond differently? So notice when you're feeling angry and then have a different tactic for how do you solve it. And so I just want to help encourage the mom to not feel guilt, but really just direction to notice those triggers and to give her other tools. Um, discipline, how do we handle that? And what if your kids are different? What if they are challenging? I have four different versions of a boy, and some of them have been a, a wee bit challenging. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah. Or even they maybe they're diagnosed with a learning difference or an actual medical diagnosis. And you're like pleading with God saying, you know, I don't know why you gave me this really hard child. Why couldn't this child be easier? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I would maybe look like a better parent if you gave me an easier kid. Yeah. So we get real about that and what God could be doing in your own heart and life. And what's actually growing in you when you do have the child that doesn't just get right in line and do exactly what you need them to do or fit in the box, you know? 
Yeah. So yes. Yes. Those are just two of a couple things. Yeah. No. No. But that's good. And, and and again, you've taught me another lesson. So I should just have you on, I guess, once a month to teach me mothering lessons, even though my kids are off at college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why don't you last just end with your kind of yeah. final message to remind moms of why you feel so strongly about moms not momming alone that you named your podcast and your book Don't Mom Alone. Just just remind them why we shouldn't be mothering alone. Yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day of this mom of a one and a two-year-old just bawling, overwhelmed at what was going on. Her husband traveled all the time. She couldn't keep up with the laundry. She was exhausted. She was weeping. And it broke my heart. And I was like, I wrote this one for, for her, the, the mom of young kids who's just completely overwhelmed by the task. I feel like that task is the load is lightened when you walk alongside people. If you have a mentor, if you have friends that you can meet up with at the park and say, oh, that's hard for you too. That always makes you feel better. And then I also wrote it for the mom as a teenager or the adult child that feels really alone because that's the season when you can't share the hard thing because it's your child's story. And I grieve with you that you're holding that and that you um, are feeling any amount of shame, yeah. which is a lie that I am wrong because this thing is wrong. And I just want you to know that God is not surprised by what's going on in your life and in your child's life and that he is so close and you are invited into this amazing click with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that my prayer is that Trinity ministers to you in ways that maybe you're not going to be able to find yeah. with other people right now because of the story you're walking in. Um, but I just want you to know that you're only 30% responsible. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's good. And You're we, only thirty percent. We don't know which thirty percent, but don't take the whole burden. You question every choice. You know that Dear Evan Hansen musical. It's like the the mom and dad are fighting over: is this your fault that he committed suicide, or is it your fault? Or maybe if you hadn't done this, or if you yeah. called that specialist, and it's like we we blame and we shame. Like, well, maybe this is just sin entering our world, and this is hard. And, and there's, and we need grace. And I'm sorry to cut you off because you're fabulous. Grace. I wish we had an hour. Um, very <laughs> quickly, Heather, I, I do want to remind people too that when you admit that you're not doing well or whatever, that yeah. frankly makes you more likable to another mom. Yes. And and yes. and so I love that yes. that that that's fabulous advice. So quickly, how do they find you, Heather? Don'tmomalone.com, and then don't mom alone on all the socials. Don'tmomalone.com. Don't mom alone. Just look it up and you can find her in the book. Heather, thank you for writing this message. God bless you. Thank you. Hey, moms, this is the time I thank you if nobody else thanks you. Nobody else sees. I know you're sacrificing. I know you're working hard to raise those babies well or your grandbabies. God bless you for doing it. And uh, remember, check us out at Channel Mom. You can donate. You can pray for us. You can uh, be ministered you know, to by all of our ministries. God bless you. Have a good weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us. 
to put this show on the air and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.